Welcome back to the FreightWaves Autonomous and Electric Vehicle Summit. This is Alan Adler, the Detroit Bureau Chief at FreightWaves. I am happy to introduce our next guest, um, uh, Michael Fleming, the Chief Executive Officer of Torque Robotics. Torque is unique in the autonomous vehicle space in that it's been around longer really than anybody. Actually, it's been around longer than the standards for autonomous driving that the uh, Society of Automotive Engineers put together. So uh, Torque actually goes back to 2005. In 2019, Torque became part of Daimler Trucks uh, in a in a merger, or a major uh, sharehold, shareholder, uh, excuse me, a major purchase of shares. And Michael has stayed on as CEO. We're thrilled to have you, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Alan, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, it has been, and, and you too, um, we haven't talked in a little while, but it is great to catch up. I, some of what we go over, I think, for our audience today will be things you and I have talked about in the past. Some of it may be a little bit new, but, um, you know, we're, we're trying to take this day and, you know, really sort of put a, a, a good uh, snapshot on what's happening in the, in the uh, autonomous trucking space. And you're a major part of that. You know, Torque, as we said, you know, has been around longer than most. Um, talk a little bit, if you would, uh, about how this industry has developed. Has it been a glide path or has it been more of a sort of a journey of fits and starts to this point? Sure. Yeah, you know, I would answer that with it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, Torque, as you mentioned earlier, started in 2005. We were one of the pioneers in this industry, uh, starting to develop this technology before SAE had defined the levels of automation. You know, our early days started in the DARPA challenges. And uh, I stood Torque up to focus on one thing, the commercialization of self-driving technology. So we've been on a 15-year glide path. But when we first started this journey, there were some markets that uh, had strong businesses cases that could support this technology and other markets that um, couldn't. So the early adopters were mining and defense and Torque partnered with OEMs in both industries and commercialized self-driving technology. You know, as you mentioned earlier, in 2019, we joined Daimler Trucks. Torque was the first AV company to partner with a truck OEM in this fashion. And we believe we set an industry trend because today you see pretty much the entire self-driving industry shifting towards trucks. So we're focused on one thing with Daimler Trucks, which is a pure play in self-driving trucks. And I'm very confident we're going to be the first company to bring a scalable and profitable self-driving truck product to market. Well, that's a that's a claim that you're not alone in making, and you know that. And we've talked about how to get there in the past. I want to spend just a moment, though, talking about your merger um, with, with Daimler. Uh, you know, you've said it was a great decision. I suspect that hasn't changed. But what is it like working within such a large global organization and now one that is going to stand alone? Uh, you know, and, and and as they become a standalone company, I don't know how that changes anything that you do, but uh, maybe you could just talk a little bit about the relationship as being an insider. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, in short, it's actually pretty similar to running Torque before we joined Daimler Trucks. Uh, Torque continues to maintain our innovative and agile culture, but we also have the financial backing of Daimler Trucks, the connection to the fleet customers. And then also a lot of engineering support to accelerate torque bringing a self-driving uh, truck product to market. Now, this wasn't just by a chance. In fact, I sat down with Martin Dom, the CEO of Daimler Trucks, um, before we structured this deal, and we brought up both of our concerns. And you know, one of the concerns we had was how do we enable torque to maintain that agile, innovative culture in a much broader um, organization? 
So what we ended up doing was setting Torque up as an independent subsidiary. So Torque has its own board. We're our own entity. There's some policies that sort of flow down to us uh, on the financial aspect because you know Daimler is a publicly traded company. Um, but for the most part, it's um, business as usual. It's just we have a lot longer runway and a lot more resources. Sure, sure. Well, and I, I mean, you watch what 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 Daimler's doing, uh, both in autonomous and in electrification, and you know they're operating the way a leader does, right? I mean, you know, they're they're out front, they're testing, they're you know they've got the resources to put into it that you know some of the startups you know perhaps don't, and you know that's a, another subject maybe for later in our conversation. Um, your stated philosophy, Michael, uh, around autonomous trucking is safety first and above all else. Do your competitors share that emphasis or do the pressures of going public and other viability issues distract from that kind of focus? Sure. Hey, look, this is a great question. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Torque has started in about 2005, and we have been testing self-driving vehicles on public roads since 2007. And we're fortunate to never have had an incident in, in uh, about a decade and a half worth of uh, testing. And we believe that's imperative um, to, to continue to maintain that, that safety culture. It starts at the executive team um, and trickles down to the, the test team. Um, it, it also, from a product development standpoint, we need to ensure that uh, safety is embedded in every decision that we make you know, through this uh, journey. There are a lot of pressures on other AV companies um, as they go and raise capital and make obligations to uh, investors. It's important that we have realistic timelines and that, uh, you know, sometimes we take a step back um, to make sure that uh, we're doing things, you know, correctly. So when I look at um, joining the Daimler truck family, we both talked about the, the long view in, in launching a product. And this is a very complex problem, Alan, incredibly complex. I've thought about this problem every day for the last 15 years. And I think the industry continues to underestimate the, the complexity, not only of the self-driving software stack, but also of the truck chassis. And one of the reasons that Torque joined Daimler Trucks is there are probably only about four truck OEMs out there um, that are, are significant uh, you know, leaders. And in my opinion, there's probably about two of them that actually have the engineering resources in-house to reinvent the truck or to build a redundant chassis. Um, and, and so this whole idea of retrofitting trucks that we have today um, really doesn't meet the safety case in my opinion. We need OEMs to go back and sort of start from scratch to develop a truck chassis that's designed to support the virtual driver. So that requires us to have redundancy in some places and dual redundancy in other places. So when I look at the industry and, and, and sort of moving forward, those AV companies that do not have those OEM partners that are committed to building a chassis um, for self-driving applications, I think are gonna struggle getting to market. And I think uh, you've seen before the, the Uber incident that took place quite some time ago. One of the things that keeps me up at night is um, um, organizations maybe cutting corners uh, to meet investor obligations and uh, maybe put themselves in, in dangerous situations where accidents uh, may occur. You know, the consequences to that, Alan, are simple. The industry gets set back and regulators may roll out uh, improper um, legislation, which really box in, I think, Torque and other organizations from going and bringing a, a safe product to uh, to market. Because you and I know uh, the, the, the uh, 
the freight industry uh, has a lot of demand and pressure on it right now. And there is a shortage of truck drivers and that shortage is expected to continue to grow. So I think it's imperative that organizations such as uh, Torque and Daimler move forward with a safe product to sort of backfill that uh, that freight void. And as you and I know quite well, you know, freight is the backbone of the U.S. economy. So I think this is, uh, you know, pretty important for Torque, pretty important for Daimler, but also pretty important for um, citizens and the consumers in the states. So, Michael, though, you know that Daimler has a two-track approach to autonomous trucking, the work that you're doing internally the chassis-based uh, work, and then there's the partnership with Waymo for the fifth-generation, you know, Waymo driver software. Um, John O'Leary, who's, you know, of course, your your new CEO in North America, uh, he said that, you know, one of his jobs is keeping your efforts separated. Has that mostly been a non-issue, or is it something that, you know, your team is aware of or maybe even distracted by? Sure, a great question. And John, um, a fantastic individual, great board member, and great advisor to me. Uh, in short, to answer your question, it's really a non-issue for our team. Um, you know, Daimler, being a market share leader, um, provides multiple solutions to its customers. You know, today they do that with their engine. They have an in-house solution, and they also have a third-party solution. And market share leaders have to provide multiple uh, solutions to you know the different customers. It's very similar on the self-driving side of things. Daimler Trucks is providing a chassis to um, uh, one of our, uh, to, to another organization. Um, and Daimler Trucks is also providing a chassis to Torque. So it's kind of a customer supplier relationship there, which makes it a non-issue. Of course, because we're more of an in-house solution, we do work with other Daimler engineering teams just to make sure that our product is highly integrated with not only the chassis, but also the AD hardware. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, and and you've talked about this several times. I think the last time we talked, it had to do with your decision to work with Amazon Web Services, uh, you know, on the data side. And, and data is such a big part of, of autonomous trucking and autonomous everything, really. Uh, you've had a few months now. What kind of gains are you seeing in, uh, from that arrangement um, in accelerating your work? Yeah, we're seeing some productivity gains through our partnership with Amazon. And, you know, this is uh, one of the challenges is how do you efficiently manage and process tremendous amounts of data coming from these trucks? And we're scaling up our truck fleet. Uh, we have grand plans in 2022 and 2023. And we also have engineering teams in Virginia, Oregon, New Mexico, Germany, you know, all working cross-functionally. So Amazon's come in and we've seen some pretty big green, uh, gains on uh, efficiency and collaboration among teams in different locations. You, um, you're among uh, several uh, competitors, if you will, that, that have, uh, you know, looked at the American Southwest as the place to test. And you're setting up a facility, I think, in New Mexico where you already have. Um, I guess I'd like to know kind of how your on-road testing is going. And I don't know that disengagements uh, is necessarily a, a great thing to ask about in terms of, you know, is that a, an indicator of, of progress? But maybe you could talk to me about your on-road progress. Sure. Yeah, this is a great question. And, you know, disengagements can be a very uh, misleading metric um, because what we like to look at are quality miles and quality can be you know, a little bit subjective, um, but it also can have a, a quantitative approach. And I'll give you a simple example. Think about when you and I go driving and we're driving in a clear day and really all the other uh, vehicles and pedestrians are obeying the rules of the road. It's pretty straightforward and that's pretty easy. But then there are other days where the weather may be um, challenging and difficult. It may be foggy conditions at night. 
where you have some aggressive drivers that are breaking a lot of uh, rules. Those are much more challenging situations. So that's why miles per reportable disengagement can be a little bit misleading. Um, if you were to drive in a circle over and over again, you could get fantastic results, but that's not really representative of how well your self-driving solution works. But New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, which has attracted, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, competitors, uh, you know, for testing. You know, one of the reasons is because it is pretty predictable. A lot of straight roads, um, you know, certainly construction zones pop up and things like that. There can be situations like what happened in, you know, Texas in February. But but you, you really, for the most part, it's a pretty stable environment, isn't it? It is. And so we're focused on you know, a pure play approach where we incrementally add capabilities to our product, um, as opposed to maybe a universal driver approach where you're trying to do all. And being in this industry for 15 years and thinking about this problem every day, it's a very difficult problem to solve. And I like the statement, it's far easier to add complexity to a solution than to remove it. So as we start in the Southwest, it's an easier region with a strong business case. And just like any technology, you'll go from Gen 1 tech, um, solution to, to Gen 2. And I think the smartphone is a great example of it. You know, we started with a brick size uh, phone in my parents' car, and today we have smartphones. The network uh, coverage started in small select regions and over time sort of grew and expanded. And I think you're going to see something similar in the self-driving trucking space. Great segue, if you will, to, to sort of the one I want to get you out of here on. And that is a question I'm asking really all of our autonomous guests. And, and this is the question. What will autonomous trucking look like in five years, both in terms of driver out applications and the number of players? Yeah, this is a this is a great question. You know, looking into that crystal ball, and I'll, I'll answer it a couple of different ways. I think the need for this technology is only going to increase moving forward. I think that consumers are going to want goods faster and cheaper. Um, we also predict that the demand for freight is going to increase, and the driver shortage is also going to increase. So that's we've always put the business case first, and that was one of the reasons that we joined Daimler Truck in uh, 2019. We, we thought this shift would occur. Now, you see some consolidation taking place in the market today. I think that consolidation is going to continue. I think the days of startups um, starting from scratch to building a, a self-driving product and trucking are pretty much over. And I sort of look at this as a little bit of musical chairs. And there are about four chairs, and our, the chairs represent the different OEMs. And in my opinion, you have to have an OEM on board to commercialize this technology. You're going to find folks who find chairs to sit in and folks that uh, do not. And I think the organizations that don't have that OEM partnership are going to really struggle to commercialize. So this sort of goes back to partnerships and real partnerships, not the MOU fluffy partnerships that we've sort of seen in the industry um, for, uh, for quite some time. But when we look at, you know, products being on the market, I do believe within five years, we will have driver, driverless trucks um, moving cargo and freight on public roads. I think it'll be in very uh, limited um, capacities, very select regions and constrained operating environments. And as I mentioned earlier, I think that you're just going to see um, in enhancements to this technology as we you know, scale from one region to another region. I think the big open question though, is how quickly will this scale? How quickly will the customers adopt this technology? 
And I think it's the organizations that have the right OEMs and also the right partners with some of the other areas of uh, moving freight. I think those are the ones that are going to be able to launch a product quicker. And I think they're going to be able to create more value as opposed to those organizations that are trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, no question about that. It's part of the reason I think we're having a summit around it, uh, or at least half of a summit anyway. You, you know, what's really interesting to me is is that you have been sort of absolutely firm on what you say from the very beginning. And the fact that you're able to sort of draw your your customers, if you will, from that from that Daimler list certainly does provide a, a nice advantage for you. I mean, you're not having to go out and cut all those deals yourself. Uh, you know, Daimler's got the customers and and uh, you make them a good product. It's a, it's a pretty nice deal, right? I mean, as it goes. So I, I think so. And, you know, Alan, I've had friends who've gone through mergers and acquisitions and I can quite you know, frankly say that I, I couldn't be happier now. Um, it was such a great uh, move to join Daimler Trucks. The industry shifted in the direction that we thought it was going to shift. And you're exactly right. Customers first. And the trust that Daimler's customers have with Daimler is tremendous. And opening those doors to really understand what those customer requirements are is key. Because if you don't understand what the requirements are, you're not going to produce a product that creates value for the customers. So uh, we're, we're pretty fortunate. There's still a lot of hard work to, uh, to be done, but I think we're in a good spot. Yeah, well, listen, it's great talking and catching up with you today. Thanks again for being part of the uh, Autonomous Electric Vehicle Summit. We wish you all the best. We'll see you down the road.